Danny, I gotta be honest, your brand new recording studio looking super, super sexy. Looking snazzy. Hey, guess who guess who follows me on Twitter? Now you can't deny it. Okay. I can't can't deny it. I got those sweet, sweet Danny notifications all up. Yep. You got like seven notifications, right? Like anytime I tweet, you get you get a push alert, you get an email, you get um like a direct, like you've routed some API through iOS, to, you know, through iMessenger, and you get like an instant text, right? You've got the whole system on lock. I set up a shortcut. So whenever uh, Danny tweet happens, it automatically launches Twitter directly into your profile and your tweet. <laughs> and then it likes it automatically too. It's like an auto right. like. Like it doesn't even matter what it is, just liked. Watch notification. I get one on my television. I have a little light bulb. Uh, it's like one of those hue light bulbs, and it <laughs> and it and it flashes Danny um, oh, red. Man. It's a special hue of red, so it's not like an emergency right. red, but it's like right. slight emergency. Need to go check Twitter right now. Make sure it's good. And we can tell that you're recording in a makeshift studio because your audio. Yeah, is it is it is it real bad? Real bad. Yeah, I mean, I can turn the, I can try to turn the input up a little higher, but. Um, it is, it isn't, our, our studio is still not fully set up. I'm actually speaking directly into the Yeti we'd like to call um, Yeti Sasha because we put Russian mustaches all over the Yeti. I'll actually take a picture of it and uh, just so you can see Yeti Sasha is a real thing. Now, um, what, what what is the studio? I mean, when you, so the, the funny part is I'm watching this video on Twitter and... I'm browsing through Danny's first tweet of the new year and I can't determine, I see stucco. So it looks like it's in Arizona somewhere, but like, is this at home studio or is this a professional? Oh no, no, this is a, this is a, this is a, an office suite with two, two full sized office rooms, the big room, which is where all the lighting and the sound proofing and the, the actual broadcast desk and everything you saw in that video is set up. And then there's a smaller room, which is where my private day-to-day -day office is. Aaron, Aaron gets the big office because he's more important than me. He gets mm. the he gets the producer's uh, desk because it makes more sense anyway. I mean, jokes aside, for him to have the, the main studio be his office because he's pretty much doing stuff nonstop for our streamers and for our events. And anytime I'm going to do an event in this room, he's going to produce it anyway. So give me kind of some private space and I can do other stuff um, and uh, give him kind of the big studio. So that's the team. That's the, that's the A team. And uh, we now have, you know, now the, uh, the world's, I like to think most watch chess events will actually have a studio instead of from a closet, which is where I've been trapped in for the last three years. So um, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting times at chess.com. You know, the world's largest chess company is finally investing um, in getting Danny out of the closet. So, you know, that budget, budget expanding. So you have to, I saw it looked very nice. There was equipment, there was a green screen, there was desks, uh, which is very nice. So I appreciate that they're really stepping it up. And I have to say though, Danny, now you often talk about how adorable I am, but can we stop for a second and just say how ridiculously adorable you are and your Christmas cards that you sent out to everyone? And now people probably listening, all thousands, millions of them didn't get a Christmas card individually from you, but um, me and H Diggity, of course, did. We were honored and uh, feel delighted. And we sat, sat down and we 
started to open up this card. And I was like, whoa, oh, look at this beautiful family. Look at this thing going on. And then a basically a handwritten Danny note. And you could tell that Danny hand wrote it because it was full of grammatical issues. <laughs> yeah, my wife, the uh, the college grad would never, never write such poor English. No, it was like it was a this this is what's happening in my family. But it was it was honestly the most adorable thing. And what Danny did is he gave us individual updates, not only on the family unit, on all 28 children and then on the parental unit. And you could tell it was written by Danny because he would he would he would say something about like and obviously chess.com. We reached new milestones, like the biggest chess pit thing. I was like, I know that Shauna did not write this, but it was it was very delightful. Well, um, what's funny is this, you're going to laugh about this, but actually that was one of the only parts that she kind of wrote because the numbers are wrong that she put in there. OK, we actually had bigger numbers than that. But anyway. Um, no, I mean, the, the only thing that's false about everything you just said is that you're wrong. I actually send a personal Christmas card to all of our premium members. So it's a premium membership benefit. So you only got that because you're a diamond member. So I don't know. I didn't mean to bust the bubble of you and H love. Oh no, uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, I'm glad we finally, we got all of our Christmas cards out. We're the, we're that late family which really puts other people in a tough spot because you know how people send a Christmas card after they get your Christmas card. Cause they're like, Oh mm -hmm. crap, I didn't send this person a Christmas card. And so, which I don't think is a problem at all. I think people get embarrassed about it or they feel awkward. Like, Oh, I didn't think of those people, but now we got a card now we have to send it. So the fact that we send it like at the deadline where it gets to people, like where it still can be considered Christmas, we didn't miss the window. It gets there a couple days after Christmas. Now, when they send theirs back, like I just went to the uh, the post office and had like seven Christmas cards for me um, that all just got there today, January 2nd, because yesterday's a holiday. So it's really awesome. You really I really like to put people in that awkward holiday spot. It's one of the things I live for. So anyway. I think, you know, and th that just shows that, you know, if you're going to commit to not sending a card, don't feel like you have to send a card. H. Diggs and I, don't we, have don't to. we don't send cards. So we don't do it. Well, your, your card you sent us was actually really cute because it was legitimately thanking us for the card. It's a different, you didn't send out just Christmas cards to everybody. You sent us a personal thank you card for our card. So that was, which was also handwritten. By the way, that was that, was that Heather or you? That was probably Heather. I think it, I, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to do what you did and assume, you know, but it was Heather. You know why? Because the handwriting was phenomenal. It was, it was gorgeous handwriting. I'm like, no way James can write cursive. No, like no that. way. You couldn't, you, if you get a letter from me, you can't even read it. It's that bad. If it's handwritten, yeah. it's, it's impossible yeah. to read. Uh, that's, that's, I will say that is, it's in a, it's in a loop then, right? Because we've had this before where someone gives you, like I'll give someone a gift and then they like write you a thank you note. And then you're like, okay, so like, do they get the final word? Like, do I send them a thank you note for thanking me? Or like, I went to your wedding then they thank me for coming to their wedding. Do I congratulate them again and thank them for th for inviting me to the wedding? You know, like who gets the final word here, I guess, is what I'm saying. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do. I mean, there's definitely like that goodbye. Oh, no, goodbye to you. Well, thanks so much for inviting us. Well, thank you for coming. No, it was really great to come. And, and so thanks for having us. No, absolutely. Like, thank you for being here. You're right. And it just goes on and on and on. This reminds me of uh, 
at the at the at the holiday Christmas party we had that I was you know really disappointed you didn't buy a ticket to fly down from Seattle. Um, yeah, I know. I know. The uh, sorry, we all make mistakes. Um, the uh, main thing Dinah and I were talking about was the proper way to lie without actually lying. And there's a way to do this. For example, like I saw her stockings on the wall, and and they look so cute. And I and I know that Dinah can sew a little bit. I'm like, Dinah, did you did you the did you make those stockings? They're beautiful. And she immediately said, no, they look handmade, but I ordered them. I said, no, the correct response is what you do when people ask you that is you, it's like, like, Oh, that dress is amazing. Like, did you make that yourself? And you say, Oh, this old thing. So you don't answer the question directly, mm. but you like, Oh, but you imply. Right. So I was like, what she should have said was, Oh, those things. Oh, there aren't they just, and then the person asked again, no, they really are amazing. So what did you do to sew those? You know, um, I put these together just last week and like, uh, like that, right. You just keep kind of deflecting and strategically continue to lie and imply your greatness without ever actually directly saying, yeah, I sewed those, you know, mm. it's just, so, a, so, I'm just giving out free advice in 2019. So it's a new year, new day. Here's the, here's the James, as we're kind of talking about tips and tricks and, and really, subtle but not too bad of lies let me give you the i've been invited to a party where they've asked me to bring something but i don't want to bake anything or or actually make anything tip and trick so the tip and trick here is that you're going to go to a party or a gathering maybe it's a surprise birthday party maybe it's a shindig and someone's going to say hey well you know it's a potluck so feel free to bring anything and you're like well i just got invited to this last minute so i don't want to make a whole casserole Now, what I can do is I could definitely, A, I could bake cookies, like that is something I could accomplish, or I could go to Trader Joe's and buy cookies. Now, the issue here is that you could be that couple or that guy or that girl that goes to Trader Joe's, brings said cookies, and leaves them in the Trader Joe's tin, that plastic tin. The, The tip and trick here is don't do that. Invest even in a paper plate. And then what you do is you buy two different kinds of cookies and you intermingle them together. So what you do here is you take those out onto the plate, spread them around a little bit so they look as if they didn't just come out of the box, and then wrap them in saran wrap when you bring them over. And then when people go and they go to take a cookie, they know what they are getting but they right. don't know for sure. And they go, oh, I love these cookies. Like, oh, those just whipped them up. No big deal. Yep. Put them right on that plate there. Boom. Yep. <laughs> but then you know what will happen is somebody else will bring cookies, probably not from Trader Joe's. You got to be selective in your cookie in your cookie selection game because there is definitely someone else that will bring some sort of baked good and leave it in the tin and you've just won up them. Now you're best friends. Like, boom. Now we, we won up to, we won up the friend chain because we took them out of the kit. That is a something I literally did. Heather goes, oh, why did you? In fact, I went a step beyond the paper plate. I went and bought a little holiday plate, a dollar plastic plate, and I just left it there. I go, oh, just leave this. I don't even need. To, I don't want those cookies. Oh, you, this is this is for you. You're welcome. You know, we've had it in the family for years, but I just I want to want to leave it to you for my friends. And no, this is this is. I'm first of all, I think that was brilliant. I completely agree. This is the right strategy toward winning undeserved admiration and uh and you know you and i are maybe we should just change the title of this podcast to just sleazy advice from danny and mods 
sleazeball advice from Danny. No, I mean, it's uh, I, I'm, I'm I gotta be honest. I'm looking forward to getting back to a little bit of structure here in real life. And it, I could tell you. So my last few days, um, have been have been wild. So we uh, we had Christmas, and then we had another holiday party to go to, which was a barbecue. Um, in in uh, a friend invited us, and we. We kind of said no last year, so we had that, uh, really got to go. And not that we don't want to go, but again, when me and Shauna go somewhere, it's four children in a car and committing to usually an hour and a half of hell because Talia is not happy in the car seat. She's not like that kid in a plane, but she just doesn't like the car seat. So she's just, because she wants to be, you know, wrestling and playing and doing stuff. So, so it's not easy for us to commit. So if we go to your family barbecue, okay, just you take that in how, how we feel about you. Um, so, so we do this, but then in this process of being down there, I get, I get sick, like right before the barbecue, like I could feel it coming on and then it just hits me. And it's like the last two months of like adrenaline, like the new house, the world championship setting up the, I feel like I've just been like going nonstop. You can actually still hear it a little bit, but then I went down so hard over the, over like the end of last week, um, that, I had a sore throat and headache. So then to add that, add insult to injury, we come back and our hot water heater in our house breaks. Uh. And this isn't like, like, oh, like I'm not, okay. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a carpenter. I'm not an electrician, but you know, I'm not, I'm also a pretty handy guy given I'm a chess player. Like I, I know just enough about all of those things to screw things up. Like I can fix a leaky pipe. I can, I can put in a new fan. I can even change out an outlet. I know I've learned just enough about electricity to almost kill myself about a dozen times. Okay. So I'm not in Cape. Like I, I pull out the box. I know where my water heater is. I, I, I pull out like the, there's like this metal guard. I can see the pilot light. We have a gas water heater propane. I can see the pilot lights gone out. I know exactly how to like turn it off and reset it, which is a, a semi slightly dangerous thing. I mean, you have to know a little bit what you're doing because you're potentially going to let propane run. And you don't want to do that, right? That's very dangerous. So, and they, but that's what we learned was wrong with it is the sensor that actually senses the amount of propane coming through the pipe was what broke, mm. which is like a several hundred dollar piece. It's the thing that stops it from leaking propane if there is no fire to, you know, for safety, right? And yeah. so it, it wasn't leaking propane when there's no fire. So we weren't in any health danger, but it, what it was doing was it was thinking it had enough propane and it kept not sending propane. And so the pilot light would then go out. Right. And it just, and then it becomes a self-fulfilling cycle. So, so then I spent all weekend, like uh, clearing out that space. I called the plumbers. They don't have the, the new water heater that we want to get. Um, because we, we went with the, one of these, uh, these instant hot water heaters where they're tankless. Yeah. Mm, so it was, it was like double the price of a, a, a traditional water heater, but they're so worth it. Like you basically have endless hot water. Not oh, that nice. we take long shower, but it, that's, so it's, um, and they're much safer. They're much more energy efficient because they don't use propane unless they absolutely need it. They're not constantly keeping a, a pilot light lit. So, um, so there's all kinds of reasons. It's a Navia. You can look it up. N-A-V-E-A, Navia, a uh, tankless water heater. Awesome stuff. So then I spent all weekend preparing for that. Then these guys come out and it starts snowing and it doesn't stop snowing. And within a course of several hours, we literally have eight inches on the ground. Oh. And 
it got nuts to the point where I was helping these guys like get rid of the old water heater, put the new one in as fast as possible so that they didn't get snowed in uh, where I live. And anyway, it was, so that was my weekend over the, or my, my last five days. It was like one thing after the other where I was, it was having one of those, you know, why is the universe out to get me moments? But then I, now I feel great. I'm so excited to get back to like office work and regular life. Cause I have just been, I'm holiday out now. I'm holidayed out. It's, it's day one, it's day one back and, and you just sort of, I don't know. I feel drained. And then I, I'm walking around and not everyone's back yet. You, you start to get to, you're like, Oh, like, what was I doing again? Like, you know, it's, it's almost like the rest of the week is just spoiled because you're sort of ramping yourself back up to get back into right. the, into the, the, the thing to the workflow per se. But it's important because I, I, I'm kind of with you. Like we, we had a pretty great weekend, uh, after Christmas, kind of super chill, did some hiking, you know, did some shopping, you know, visited with friends, did the, you know, the, uh, new year's, all the things, but between like new year's Eve and new year's day, I just sort of sat there. I was like, um, maybe I should figure out how to play Fortnite. So then I right. just sat there <laughs> and I played Fortnite. I just kept playing Fortnite and I was like, this game's stupid. And then I was like, Oh, I just won. And I go, oh, that's pretty cool. And then, and then the best part about Fortnite is I just started testing it. I didn't really understand the game. I'm like, I don't understand why everyone's playing this game. I still don't necessarily. But then what happened is, as I was on my Switch, and my nephews, like, got on. And I go, okay, I'll, like, I'll play some Fortnite with my nephews. Like, that sounds right. like a good New Year's Eve activity. Yeah. Now, you've, now you've got an excuse. By the way, there is a dad of a friend of Nash's who I hear Nash talking to his friend, and then his dad... Uh, they have, they, they're divorced parents. So the dad lives alone, but the dad will hop on and play Fortnite with Nash and his friend for hours. And I'm like, that's a great excuse that this dad has. Like clearly he needs to get, anyway, this clearly judgment's coming out. I'm like, this dad needs to get his act together. Does, I don't want to say their names, but I'm asking Shauna, like, does our friend know that he's playing hours of Fortnite with our 13 year old boys? That's a great excuse, but go ahead. I was like, oh, like Heather's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just hanging out with my nephews. No big deal. Um, just chatting it up. So the weird part is two. There's two weird parts. The first part is so you have your Switch username and then you have your Fortnite username and they're different because there's a billion Fortnite people and I can't register mots on there. Uh, right. So I get on there and it's like XX underscore cake cake life underscore xx i was like what, what who is this person on my Fortnite list and you can like pull up their profile and it's linked to the switch i'm like oh cool it's my it's my uh, nephew because his switch username is fat joe and i'm like that's not even like what i don't know where these names are coming from right so but i i know it's him because it's the only one that's not like michael luke james you know just not very obvious so i get on there and i start playing i'm like hey you know blah 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 and my username is something really different and super weird. It's a very old username I used to use called Perturbed Mind, and it's always available. So it's on there, and I'm playing, and he's in my little squad, and we're playing for about a half an hour. And I'm like, hey, you know, like, how's your brother? Like, how's, how's, like, they live in Austin. I'm like, how's Austin? Like, did you have a good Christmas? And he's just having a full on conversation, right? And then about a half an hour in, I started to, to understand or get these hints that he had no idea who he was playing with. He just, he had no idea. He he would say like come over here, dude. 
you know, or I'm going to go oh over here, gosh. guy. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and I go, I go, hey, um, so one, I'm like, do you know this is your Uncle James? <laughs> you know, awesome. this is your Uncle James. And he goes, oh, he's like, hey, Uncle James. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know. <laughs> Because I was like, yeah, I was. I'm like, I just stayed in Seattle. Well, first of all, this has to lead to some. This has to lead to some serious conversations with the amount of information he was giving you when apparently he didn't even know it was you. Yeah, it was. It was a little disturbing in a way, and because I could. The funny part is, I could hear my brother-in-law and sister-in-law like on, like in the background, right? Because they're just playing on their switch on the couch and I could hear all the family activities and all just whatever is happening in the house. I could hear my, you know, th- them t- talking and, uh, and, and I'm just sitting there. And then all of a sudden I think, um, Carla is my sister-in-law. She goes, she goes, she goes, Oh, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm, I'm playing with uncle James. Like no big deal. You know, he totally played it off. Like he was, totally like oh i should play for longer because i'm playing with you know having a conversation yeah, yeah but i was like he's like oh he's like i was like did did you know did you not know it was me he's like oh i just thought you were like someone from school or something he's like just random random person i was like then why were you saying all these things you know it boggled my brain so i need to have a little talk with keith and carla be like hey yeah seriously ugh. like that's like that's hilarious first of all and, and it's not good it's not okay. And also I go, he goes, oh man, he's like, how many wins do you have? I'm like, oh, I just, I just started playing. I'm not very good. He's like, I don't have any yet. I'm like, I see that you've clocked in 110 hours into this game. You must really <laughs> like it. He's like, oh yeah, it's great. And then it's interesting because you start to watch and play this game different. Now I'm not a Fortnite pro, though I do have two wins under my belt. Hashtag just saying that I'm awesome at this game. Basically call me Ninja. That's that's that is pretty good. That is pretty good, given that you just got going and you already racked up a couple wins. It shows that some people do have a natural affinity for it's like when someone hops on a skateboard and they're just well balanced, and then I hop on a skateboard and almost break my neck in like two <laughs> seconds, right? That's like that's you, me. You, you you clearly have some sort of like quick uh, ability to figure this stuff out. But anyway, go ahead. Well, what I realized is that everyone plays this game a little bit different. And so my here's my Fortnite strategy at a high level. If people don't know what Fortnite is, a hundred people drop out of a plane from the sky, well, bus, and it's a free for all, last person standing. And this is huge map and this big circle like kind of herds you into the middle until you get really small and then you have to be the last person to stand. And you start with no weapons, you gotta go pick them up. So how I play the game is how I think you should play the game. So I hop on the party bus and I just kind of hang out for a while and then I dive down and I try to avoid everybody. I don't want to enter, I don't have any weapons. I want to go explore for five to 10 minutes. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna find a plane. But so the other thing to help people to help people understand how that becomes impossible is there's also this sort of like bubble of like oxygen that's shrinking slowly to force people into a smaller space. So ultimately, everything James said about Fortnite is true. And then there's also this sort of the map is against you. And it's it's like Hunger Games. It's eventually going to force you to kill each other, even if you try to avoid each other forever. Exactly. Yep. 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 And so in the beginning though, you have the full map to your, to your liking. So you just go off. So as I dive down, if I see someone near me, I'm like, I'm gonna go over here. See you later. But then I realized that there is this other, there's three different sorts of populations. The second population is the people that 
the game starts and they all dive right away. And that's half the people. So now you have 50 people all in the same spot. And it's like a slaughter. It's just, it's just like the first five seconds of Hunger Game. Like someone just not good. And then I realized you have basically your kids and my nephews. And all they want to do is just run around and, and like jump and hop. And they don't even care if they're dying. They just want to crawl around and like in circles and like, look at this thing. And they want to decorate and they just want to emote dance. Like, so they get down, like I'm watching my nephew. I'm like, what are you, we're all in a squad and you're all in a squad together. So you can revive each other. And we hop down and he's like, check out. He's like, I got this dance. Like, check it out. I'm like, there's people shooting at us. Like, what are we doing right now? And then he's like, oh, I died. He's like, come crawl in a circle with me. And I was like, what, what is happening? I'm like, what are you doing? And then. And then I realized it's not a game to them. It's more of a hang out with friends and converse because I don't have any, I don't have anything. I don't have any clothes. I don't have any cool dances. I don't have any cool emotes. Right. And and then both of them are like, like, oh, do you have this dance? Check out this dance in the lobby. And they're like, I'm like, no, I don't have anything. And they're like, they're like, cool, let's all dance like Uncle James and like let's all baseline our character. And they're just like all about customizing. And doing their thing, like, oh, we're on, we're only gonna do this dance, so only we can only do it together. And I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand what's happening right now. I'm so confused. No, but you're right. What it is? Somebody said this to me because um, it was actually Eric's youngest son. Um, so my uh, my buddy, partner, life work partner, CEO, his his son. I like he doesn't like Fortnite, and I'm like, how are you so amazing? He's a ten year old boy, like. Like, what makes you different? Like, what would you describe, uh, like, Fortnite as? He's like, well, Fortnite is kind of like the junk food or Snickers of video games. Like, a lot of people eat junk food. More people eat Snickers and junk food than they do what's healthy for you, right? And this kid is like a freaking genius. And I'm like, that is the best analogy I've ever heard, right? Because it's like, it's like a pop culture. It's bright. It's colorful. It's like... Uh, it's just addictive to, I think, like the 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 most easy to please stimulants, right? Like the most easy to please like nerves, right? The harder to please ones, like people that are like really intellectually curious. Like he plays this game called Subnautica, which like he was describing to me as like super complex and and like you have to make strategical decisions that are like really important for the map you're on. And so there's just like different, and I think that Fortnite appeals to the largest reason and I, i'm not even saying that with like some sort of like judgment on it. i think i i really relate to it because if i had time to turn on a video game and play i might play something that was just really really fun and bright and colorful and pretty like kind of easy but also it's really gratifying even if you die because one you got to you still got to drink some of that cool blue potion before you died mm -hmm. and two like you, you just get to pop right back in the thing that Fortnite has really hit from the, um, you know, the first person shooter like genre is it's hit the fact that you get to play all the way to the end if you're good and, and play for a win. Right. And that so for that's really enjoyable. But also, if you are a lunatic or a seven year old who's just going to jump in, jump around like crazy, try to kill people fast and inevitably die, you don't have to wait around to do that exact same thing again. Right. Yeah. It's like the reincarnation bus just like, you know, went to like 100 miles per hour. You just get to die and repeat, die and repeat. And like it keeps kids like busy because it's just like super easy to be satisfied. You know, yeah. um, it, it truly is. It truly is. It, it's it's mesmerizing and how 
you know, what you just said really summarizes it up it, and how that kid did. It really is the junk food of games. And as I'm playing it, I was like, I, you would sit there and you're like, okay, well, I died. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to go. I'm like, nah, I guess I'll play one more game. What does it take? Five minutes? It's not a big commitment either. Like everything launches on demand. And if you want, if you're like, oh, I want to end this game quick, I'll just jump down with the other 50 people that are all going to get slaughtered right now and, and right. go to town on it. But it is, it is intriguing, but it was so interesting just to sort of play it for a little bit and understand that what you just said, like now I'm really understanding sort of this, not necessarily obsession with it, but how it could easily just, yeah, I yeah, I could just go in and go. And it's, it's not, you can be strategic in general. I can see how it's fun and people are building and doing this stuff, but I don't know. It's there. Do your kids play Fortnite all the time or no? Oh no. I I've played like three or four times, but I've watched my kids play. I've tried to understand it. Like, you know, I, you know me, I, I talk, I like to talk a big game, especially at things that I'm not good at because it's just part of my personality. I'm always, I come in and I'm like, oh, guys, you still trying to master that game I already beat? I just say things like that, right? They go, whatever, Dad, you suck at Fortnite. I'm like, dude, I can master this game easy. So this is like the banter I have with my you know, 13 and 10-year-old. And they're like, whatever, you want to try? I just die, hop in. And I said, I'm like, all right, fine, I'll do this. And then I'm, of course, instantly like a fish out of water. I'm like, wait, how do I build? Wait, you press like are whatever like anyway so um i've seen enough and know enough and then asking that question and getting that brilliant answer by that 10 year old of why it's it literally it's the snickers it's the junk food and no matter what people say like oh i don't really consume that like clearly it's it's purchased enough that like it's out there all the time right? a lot of people eat it and it's just there and i think uh you know one last video game story got to bring this thing to a close because you told your Fortnite christening i i I exposed my children to a, a different type of game known as you don't know Jack. Mm. Now, exactly. Let that sink in. Right. You know, you know, you don't know Jack. You know, oh, Jack. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I know Jack. So uh, we got them this or excuse me, Santa Claus got them a you don't know Jack party pack, which I remember playing. You don't know Jack a long time ago and thinking it was fun, even if a lot of the trivia was like really kind of above my head, like the answers are fun and funny and. You know, the guy's kind of mean to you, he's quick-witted, and, and the insults are... It's just like a fun game to play, and it's trivia, so I think it's inherently more interesting and educational than a lot of other stuff. But now they have You Don't Know Jack, you play kind of like Drawful, where, you know, like your PlayStation or your Xbox gives you a code, and everyone logs in on their phone, and you play that way, right? Um, so it was a blast, actually, and uh, the kids pretty much did horrible right they didn't know answers to anything i i won okay i mean you know hey right so now i'm happy but no but they actually had a blast and it was a lot of fun and we actually had some interesting discussion about like different answers to stuff and mm. so anyway a little little fun recommendation it's it's not video games for kids but it is it is kind of fun and it's more updated like i was worried you don't know jack was like this dinosaur and like the questions were going to be kind of not relevant, but there's a lot of questions that are, you know, I think, I think it's dated like 2017. So like the pop culture part of it is more up to date. Um, and then I wonder if there's updates that you get so that it stays relevant. I don't even know, but just had to share that because I, I did, I did send you the pictures of the um, exhibit visited my kid's uh, game room and he pimped it out, pimped my game room. So did you send me it, those photos? I don't. Oh, you did send me those photos. Yeah. It was super, super Dude, pimped I out. Sent it you was the, the pimped out. I uh, made, and then I just made the exhibit reference and you didn't even laugh. It's like, what's going yeah. on with you? 
I mean, are you mad at me or something? I mean, I'm pretty, pretty upset. Yeah. I mean, you did, you did <laughs> throw it back that. about, you did throw it back about 15 years. So it was sort of taking some time to processing. It was the, you yeah. don't know Jack about uh, pimp, exhibit. Pimp, pimp my game room with exhibit. Uh, and it, it was awesome though, but I spent like all afternoon with that. Those pictures I sent you, I hung the lights. I set up the, hung the TVs on opposite sides. They got these little like game room chairs. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, They're pro. Uh, it, was, it was pretty sweet. I've slept now, up there before. I've been, I've been, I've hit my head on that ceiling many a times. Yeah. Hey, we've all slept up there. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, people have no idea what we're talking about, but we get it. We get yeah, it. We uh, get it. Well, all right, buddy. Well, happy new year. Happy new year to you. I, I miss you and I love you so much. And, and thanks for taking time out of your busy Ikea construction filled life to hang out with me yeah. for 30 minutes. Hey, you know what? A chess player, Chess life, very, very close to thug life. They, they're parallels, you know, two ships in the night, but sailing the same direction, chess life and thug life. And I live at heart. So um, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. And uh, for those Vin Diesel fans, not currently, you you know, coloring, coloring books, using coloring books, you get that reference. So love you, buddy. Peace out. Till next week. All right. Bye.